All right. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Fans Take, a podcast for real fans by real fans. Um, we are coming back from a, a couple-week hiatus here. Um, we're glad to be able to join you guys again. I'm Andrew, and I'm here with Chris and Ty. And we are actually all in the same location for the first time of, uh, of recording an episode. Um, we're all in the same uh, room. We're all uh, So we're actually doing a live uh, fantasy football draft with some people online right now. So you're going to be able to see that uh, the raw reactions as the draft goes on. You're going to be able to uh, get some sort of insight into how we're selecting things. We might even talk about um, future picks or what we would have done in that position, um, or if we like a certain person's pick or not. So it's going to be a it's going to be a, a good time. Um, we'll give you guys some live feed action as well. Um, we're starting up right now. Ty has the fifth pick currently. Um, he picked Ezekiel Elliott. Ty, you wanna you wanna tell us a little bit about that selection? So here's my breakdown. I'm at, I'm at the fifth pick here, and on the at the fifth pick, I always go running back first usually, unless there's a really good receiver there, and I know Devontae Adams is there for me. But my next pick on the turn is at 16, and if you look at 16, who would be available? The next best running back is Austin Eckler, who's not bad. He's a good RB2, but he's not the RB2, He's not an RB1, and I need an RB1 in any league that I go into. So that is why I decided to go Zeke there. Now, I went Zeke over Saquon, which is very controversial because Saquon was still available, but... Saquon, coming back from ACL injury, he's on a bad offensive team, a bad line, a bad just overall situation, and he's going to run the ball. Everyone knows he's going to run the ball, and he's so good that he still gets points, but Zeke's in an offensive situation where he's got a good offensive line, a good quarterback, good weapons down uh, down the side where he's, there's going to be more room to run, and he's going to have a better bounce back here. No, and uh, Chris with the seventh pick just uh scooped Devontae Adams out <laughs> from under me, and I'm a little bit upset about it. Um, because Ty's sort of logic over there, he's talking about Saquon. I'm hoping that somebody picks Saquon before me here at the ninth pick because I don't want to make up my mind on that guy. I really do not feel good about drafting him in the first round. If you drop mm-hmm. second round, I might be happy with it, but yeah. I'm just so nervous about that injury concern. But, Chris, I'm sure you're real happy with the Adam's Very picks. happy. <laughs> I'm also a guy that likes to take a running back in the first round, but when you got a guy like Devontae Adams right there, you got to take it, especially like what you said about Saquon. Yeah, I'm not so sure, you know, with his health concerns, stuff like that. Their O-line, it's horrible. You really got to depend on Saquon to do his thing. Mm -hmm. And to have a a good running game, you got to have a good quarterback, in my opinion, that is at least a threat to throw. And Daniel Jones is not a good quarterback. Exactly. If if they know they're running every time, I know Saquon's elite enough where he's going to get that production, but at the same time, it's not going to be as effective as, like, a Zeke. So no. I just, uh, with the ninth pick, praise the Lord, eighth pick was Saquon. I don't know if there's an <laughs> auto-draft or anything, but I, I picked uh, Jonathan, uh, no, not I picked uh, Travis Kelsey, basically a wide receiver one as the best tight end in the thing. Yeah. And, um, ooh, now I'm, now I'm met with a little bit of a quandary here, and so I'm going to talk through it a little bit. Um, I got Jonathan Taylor and Aaron Jones both sitting right here. His two favorite running backs in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, though, honestly, though. Um, do I go with the homer pick of Aaron Jones with the run-pass combo? Do I go with Jonathan Taylor, who's easily could be a top-five running back by the time we're done with the season, um, I think. you got to um, consider they both have phenomenal O-lines. Yes, they both do. They both score a lot of touchdowns last year in a little bit amount of time. Now it's just a matter of do I want a passing game in there? It's a non-PPR league, so it really doesn't make that huge of a difference. Jonathan Taylor's a little less proven, though. He That's is. That's very true. He is. But and he's a breakout candidate. He is a breakout candidate. 
Um, he does have a little bit more of a crowded backfield, so I think I am going to go with Aaron Jones with my homer pick. Honestly, tough pick, but I'm happy with the results all the same. Ooh, I know who I want next. I will. Yes, it played Somebody the way just I... picked Najee Harris. He's, he's huh. 14th in the league. Or 14th. That is really high. It's too high. Oh That's gosh. another pick I don't like. Well, I was really worried that um, after you'd picked Aaron Jones that the next guy was going to take Jonathan Taylor, but that guy did just take Saquon the round before, so I was a little... Yeah. <laughs> but then he just takes Najee Harris. Which well, is... I mean, running back, running back is actually usually how I like to draft, because I like two good running backs to start, but yeah, I I don't know. I, in this in this type of draft, running back receiver is the way to go. Who would you just... Sorry for the little interruption there, folks. Uh, we might get a few of those in this... Uh upcoming draft so currently i am in the second round pick i got joe mixon on the board and i am not touching him with the 10-foot pole uh <laughs> i don't like him as an rb2 i didn't think you he's, get him last year i didn't there? but i he's been a disappointment every year uh right here you got metcalf hopkins ridley brown and jefferson those are five good number one receivers i could take um i know some people say even ridley's even a top three receiver in the nfl i'm not talking to you andrew no i am talking to you <laughs> yeah. uh i'm going to take hmm this is tough because Hopkins has got Murray thrown to him, but he was really boomer bust last year. I'm going to go Metcalf. I feel like he's the more safe pick uh, as my RB one or my wide receiver one. That's, yeah. that's a fair pick. Um, I I feel a little bit less about the concerns you have about Hopkins. I think at this point in the draft, near the end of the second round, I would have definitely wanted to jump on the Hopkins mm. train. That being said, I have no idea if he's even going to make it out of this draft, but he's an easy third-round selection. That sounds almost, I don't know, sacrilegious yeah. as far as fantasy football goes oh. to say DeAndre Hopkins. But, he won't fall out of this third round. But, but, but Metcalf is a great receiver in his own right as well. Now, let me ask you guys. I mean, this is going to give away some of your draft strategy to start, but when do you guys usually go quarterback? Do you guys usually go quarterback early? Do you go a little later, like round eight? Or do you kind of try to get to the fifth round-ish, try to get one of the top guys, like say uh, – well, I mean, Rodgers wasn't top last year in terms of, like, the beginning of the year, and then he ended yep. up being the big. Yeah. So, but, so, but, like, you know, get one of those top guys like uh, Pat Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray. I don't know. I think you always kind of – I know. I, I feel like people always scoff at the people who draft a quarterback in the first four rounds. And I think that I would probably hold true to that in the first three rounds just because I think positionally you could get a lot more production out of those guys, and then they're still really good quarterbacks. Like, for example, Matt Ryan statistically, even in a late-round pick, if you have a really good running back and receiver core with that, I feel a lot better with that. That yeah. being said, pulling the trigger on a Mahomes or a Rodgers or even a Wilson is that type of tier char- character by round four, round five, I'd consider that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember last year when I drafted, I got I waited a little bit and I ended up with Kyler Murray, yep. which ended up being a really good pick for me. Um, but I remember last year as well, I waited till the very, like, this was like, Hey, we lost you guys there again for a second. Might happen every time I pick. So, (laughs) um, I just put, I just took James Robinson with my third pick, uh, James Robinson. It was an interesting pick. Um, there were some good receivers on the board, but James Robinson undrafted free agent, uh, his, the rookie running back that the Jaguars just drafted. Uh, got injured uh, that was going to be like competing with James Robinson for snaps so now it's kind of his backfield to lose the Jaguars aren't a great offensive line they're not a great team but overall I mean I think I think he'll still be an RB2 Poss- a possible borderline RB1 uh, if you think that now who's picking right now I That's think we got me. Chris is on the clock right now again he has a lot of good receivers but those uh those running backs are always kind of hanging in the background wondering like okay there's a there, there could be a drop-off here with running backs, is what I'm worried about at the nine pick as well. That being said, these second running backs, 
there's a huge drop even between that top one and the top one running backs and oh, then yeah. these guys. So there's not there's not a good choice here. I don't think in any in any degree of like okay, who do I skip over? Who do I risk? And then who am I passing on mm-hmm. um, when I make that pick? So. Christian's pick Terry McLaurin. You want to take us through a little bit through there? Why did you pick him as opposed to some of the other guys? You know, I just kind of went with my gut. <laughs> Which in fantasy, sometimes you just got to do it. You know, I hear you there. That's yeah. fair. So who's... I, I got I to honestly ask, who is Washington's... Uh, Who's Washington's quarterback this year? <laughs> is it right? Is it Fitz Money? Okay, I honestly didn't know. And I am so happy this guy dropped to me, but... Justin Jefferson? Justin Jefferson. I, I was about to take Justin Jefferson, but I just... Justin Jefferson with my third round pick and the third round yeah. I'm very happy about and with the turn I can easily scoop up a Miles Sanders or David Montgomery as my um, second running back and I'm very happy about that yeah because yeah you get the quick turn that's what's nice that's what's nice about the quick turn is you can kind of strategize that and say hey you know what one of those running backs is still going to be there when I pick we're mm-hmm. like if you have like that middle of the round fifth six pick there's no quick turnaround, and you, and you want to take you take a running back there, but you're like, I don't know who's going to be there at the turn. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if all these guys are going to still be there. So that's what I actually like about the background uh, picks. All right, this guy's taking a while to pick, but he has C.D. Lamb, Keenan Allen, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is another one I don't believe in. I don't know about you guys. I, I'm very low on him as well. I just don't – I just – I don't know. He never strikes me as a running back that I should be worried about playing. Everybody ranks him really high. But I never worried about playing against Miles Sanders. He was like a top five running back. He was a top five overall player in last year's rankings. And then he just and then he fell in our in my in person draft that I take all the way to the third round. And by the third round I'm like I had a receiver and a running back. I'm like, I might as well take Miles Sanders. And he actually did okay for me, but I'm still not high on him as like a RB one. He's gotta be an RB two. Um so this point guys, I'm in my fourth round pick, second round second pick of the fourth round. Montgomery and Carson are really the only two guys I'm looking at here just because I feel like there's a huge drop-off in running backs. Yeah. They're either unproven mm-hmm. or just not good. Um, I feel like I feel like Montgomery is the safe pick here because Carson never stays healthy. Nope. Never stays healthy. No matter how good of a season he looks like he's going to have, he always gets hurt. So I'm going to go David Montgomery here in the fourth round as my second running back. I'm happy with that pick. Even though I don't like the Bears, <laughs> I'm happy with going with David Montgomery. If there's a lesson to be learned here, everybody, it's take a running back with your first three picks. Or take two running backs in your first three picks. Because after the fourth round, you're not guaranteed a good RB2. After that, it looks like your best options are Chris Carson. Uh, I'd say... I saw DeAndre, a Gus, Swift. DeAndre Swift. Gus Edwards, because uh, just today. We're recording this the Sunday before. Um... J.K. Dobbins just tore his ACL. Just tore his ACL. So he's out for the season. Uh, Chase Edmonds, is he's sharing a backfield. Um, even the Denver run back, Javante Williams. So I, Patrick Mahomes. You going to take Patrick Mahomes? Your fourth? Oh, no, my Patrick Mahomes oh. was just taken. He just got picked. Wow. Um, so this is sort of what I was talking about a little bit. I don't know what this guy has. I'm going to quick look at his team just to see who was the one that just picked. Was it Brower? Is Brower. Okay, so looking at the what what just happened there was we were talking um, about how quarterbacks I, I I shared how quarterbacks sometimes might be worth in the fourth round. Um, one of our the guys in our draft just picked Patrick Mahomes in the fourth pick of the fourth round, which is pretty early in the fourth round. Yeah. Looking at the rest of his team, Saquon, Najee Harris, and Mike Evans, I think that he easily could have held off and got another person. Just looking at his team, it's not well rounded enough, in my opinion, to have pulled the trigger on Mahomes. 
that being said, what do you guys think about an early quarterback like that? I hate early quarterbacks, especially in a 10-team draft where you're guaranteed, if you think about it, to get a top-10 quarterback. <laughs> like, what's the point of taking a Patrick Mahomes in the fourth round when you're still looking for a wide receiver, too, or even a running back, too, which Chris just did when he picked Chris Carson, uh, the injury-riddled Chris Carson. I can't wait to pick on him for that. But <laughs> overall, I'm, I'm picking right now, too, here, so give me a second. I see Allen Robinson on the board. i got to do one homer pick, and it's not a bad one, uh, especially Andy Dalton, that quarterback this year. And we'll see when Fields comes in. But when Fields comes in, he's going to be just like Trubisky. Not just like Trubisky talent-wise, but in terms of he's going to be retarding the most talented player on the field, which is uh, Allen Robinson for the Bears. So, yeah, in terms of taking a quarterback early, stay away from it uh, if you want my fancy advice, which I don't know if you do. (laughs) But I – because overall you can get a top-10 quarterback um, up until, like, the eighth round, really. I I, I usually wait on quarterback, and I get a guy like – I even – few years ago I waited and I got Russell Wilson in like the seventh round and it was awesome so yeah wait on quarterback for sure who's picking now we got a couple of the other oh, Kyler Murray people. was just taken too in the end of the fourth round here. Really? see that's wow. a little high for Kyler Murray but Kyler Murray is my sleeper pick he's don't tell Brett because we're drafting this Friday in his draft I'm targeting Kyler Murray as my quarterback I don't know if I can get him in like a sixth round or not but uh he's I think he's going to end up being the number one rece- uh, quarterback in fantasy he certainly won't be a quarterback I would be upset about getting. Um, Do I'm always going to bet with my man Rodgers. I think Mahomes is going to be a second. But Murray Murray could sort of usurp uh, Russell Wilson as that here's running the, quarterback. Here's, yeah, here's the thing about uh, quarter, dual threat. Oh, Lamar th- Jackson off the board, too. Dual Sorry, threat, yeah, dual threat quarterbacks are humongous. And Kyler right. Murray is that perfect, uh, what you call it, in, uh, balance. balance of a – dual threat he run he gets his running touchdowns but he also throws a ton of touchdowns too and he just like he's just a points crazy person so i would <laughs> i would target kyler murray i think he's going to score the most points uh in fantasy this year in terms of quarterbacks or just overall actually so at this point in the draft i mean quarterbacks are coming off the like coming off the like just they're 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 coming off the board in, in incredible amount like i, I can't believe that we had three quarterbacks taken this round, including Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Like, that is a really big surprise. And there's still uh, Aaron Rodgers sitting around. Russell Wilson is still sitting around. As a quarter- As far as quarterbacks go, I'm very surprised think, with that. Think about that. There's three run- There's three quarterbacks already off the board, and you still got all those options in the fifth round. Josh Allen. Even a Dak Prescott, who's coming back, you can't really trust him a ton, but he's dual threat as well, and he was uh, the top quarterback fantasy-wise. All right, so with my next pick, I'm going to look at quarterback. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bashes it the whole time. And this is, all right, now I'm going to change. I want a good flex, um, and this is really hard because I usually like my flex to be a good running back, but it doesn't look like there's any good running backs <laughs> on the board. A sleeper here um, that a lot of people aren't going to look at because they look at Michael Gallup and they look at C.D. Lamb and look at all that. Uh, talent that Dallas has, but Amari Cooper, I still think is that number one wide receiver, and I think uh, he's just flying under the radar this year. And to scoop him up in the fifth round as my flex, I feel very comfortable. Uh, he, I think he finished as a top ten fantasy receiver, if I'm not wrong, uh, last season. Right so, that. but people are just sleeping on him because they got all this talent from the draft. Uh, but I would not put it past Amari Cooper. So I'm going to go Amari Cooper. Well, actually, hold on. Let me double check my bye weeks too. Yep, we're good. Now, bye weeks shouldn't be the main product. I don't know what you guys think, but bye weeks shouldn't be your main driving to sit factor. But, like, for example, 
both my running backs are by week seven, which means seven's going to be that a is, tough week for that me. Is so, so it affects your draft strategy in terms of what you want to look for as your backups that can cover uh, those guys. So I'm going to have to look up running back as my next pick probably uh, on my next turn. But uh, yeah, I don't know. By week should not be the driving factor. You should look for talent, but you should also kind of think about that and because you don't want to lose every every week counts. <laughs> no, certainly. And um, one thing that I think is interesting. Um, as, and I think especially that you want to avoid is your type of situation that you were just discussing um, with both your starting running backs out that same week, especially in a in a position that's really weak, like the running backs are after that first one, one and a half. That's concerning to me at least. So you're going to have to really work hard on your backups then to try and mitigate the impact of that. Now at this point, uh, Chris has drafted Robert Woods. I wanted that, so I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> Um, that being said, I, I might pick Cooper Cup in this next position um, as a flex. That being said, Chris Godwin also be one. i still not a believer in Tom Brady. I don't think he's a great statistical quarterback. Chris Godwin had a great season, but I still don't trust him enough to be like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to pick him as my number one flex. Yeah. Um, I had Chris Godwin last year, and he was a little too inconsistent. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's sort of the concern right here. Oh, somebody picked Kyle Pitts. Wow, okay, all right. This guy, Interesting. this Brower guy is a very weird gutsy. picker yeah I know, he's gutsy picker now here here's also my logic here i'm gonna wait on a quarterback but best believe i'm gonna scoop one up with my next pick because i'm looking at that board right now of quarterbacks if you guys want to take a look at that with me dak prescott i'm gonna avoid him for my first quarterback at least because he's coming off an injury i don't know what he's got he's got mm-hmm. a great offense around him but i'm not sure wilson and herbert are the two guys i'm looking at hard I like those two guys. I think could be really, really good. And I can't believe they got passed up in favor of Lamar Jackson. To be honest, um, so no matter what happens, I'm going to be probably taking a quarterback with this next pick. But for this one pick right here, I'm down to a couple of tough decisions with my flex. Do I go with Chris Godwin, who has a good offense, has a solid quarterback? Do I go with DJ Moore, who is clearly the number one Sam Darnold target, but it's Sam Darnold? Or do I go with Cooper Cup as a 1A, 1B option with Robert Woods as Matthew Stafford having a step up? Mm-hmm. Or do I go with OBJ, who's coming off another injury? That's a tough choice, but I'm going to go with Cooper Cup as a 1A, 1B option with Robert Woods as Matthew Stafford, the gunslinger at the quarterback as opposed to Jared Goff. I think they're going to see an uptick in their production. So let me give you an update on our teams right now. We'll go through. Uh, I so far have both my running backs and receivers down with Zeke and Robinson. I took Robinson in the third and Elliott in the first. Metcalf I took in the second and Robinson I took in the fourth and Cooper I took in the fifth. So I went running back and three receivers. Not my most comfortable draft strategy because I always like to keep uh, running backs a plethora in my <laughs> on my roster, but that's just kind of where I stand. Andrew, you want to give your update on your roster? Yeah, so I'm going to be up here soon, so um, I'm going to have to make a decision quickly. Right now I was just looking through everybody else's teams just to see who has a quarterback and who does not have a quarterback and what I should be concerned about at this point because now I'm almost going back on my decision that I wanted to do um, a quarterback next pick. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to hold true, but right now my roster consists of Aaron Jones and David Montgomery as my two running backs, Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup as my two receivers, and Travis Kelsey as my tight end. Uh, I'm happy enough with it so far. The flex versus quarterback decision is going to be a tough one, but I'll be with you guys about that in just a second. Chris, yeah. go ahead. So my team right now, I got my two running backs as Jonathan Taylor and Chris Carson. Wasn't super happy with the Chris Carson pick. I kind of wish I would have maybe picked a running back a little earlier than picking uh, 
McLaurin. He learned a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> but then I got Devontae Adams, which I was very happy with. Wide receiver one, I'd, I'd say. And I'd say most people would say. And then, obviously, I got Terry McLaurin, and I got my flex with uh, Robert Woods. I was pretty happy with Robert Woods. I think he's going to um, – I mean, with Matthew Stafford now instead of Jared Goff, I feel like he's going to kind of be on the upswing a little bit next year. So yep. I'm pretty happy with my team so far. Yeah. No, that's – so far, I feel pretty good, but you know what's funny is everybody feels good about their fancy team when they draft, and then they, <laughs> then they yeah, get. Yeah, we, we all have a tendency to sort of yeah. sugarcoat it a little bit. Then, at, then after week two, it's like, yeah. Oh my goodness, hold on. I drafted, I drafted Russell Wilson as my quarterback because I looked at it briefly and, and I like, was like, well, Chris Godwin being taken off the board made that decision very easy for me um, because I was like, he's the one. I'm like, oh, do I want him as my flex? And then it got taken off the board in the pick before me, so. I wanted to take him with my pick, so thanks. So the lesson I just learned <laughs> is these guys take quarterbacks earlier than me. <laughs> I'm waiting a few more rounds. I am waiting right now. So Yeah, it's some interesting yeah. Chris is on the board right now. He's got Lockett, Ayuk, and what's his name? O O B J, Kenny Galladay, Chase Edmonds, and Javante Williams, the running back for Denver. What are you thinking here, Chris? What's your mindset going through uh, with your fourth-round pick or sixth-round pick? I'm really feeling a quarterback, honestly. All right, go for it. Um, it's between two right now, and I'm not sure which one I'm going with yet. All right, so I'm going to left on the clock. I'm going to assume he's choosing between Justin Herbert and Dak Prescott. That would be correct. All right, let's see. Because after that, I think there's a drop. There is yes. a drop because Brady. Whether you like it or not, Tom Brady's 45 years old, and he's he's going to fall off a cliff sometime. Yes, he's got the most talent, if you think about it, around him to succeed. But And I don't want to pull a Max Kellerman and say he's jumping off a cliff, but he's, <laughs> but I'm saying he's, he's off. <laughs> falling off eventually. Yeah, so I don't trust Tom Brady. That's just my opinion. No, man. All right, now that I'm on the board and both of these guys have taken their quarterbacks, I can wait. I just wait. went with Justin Herbert, by the way. Yes, this man just went with Justin Herbert. And, the and right after that, Dak Prescott went. Right after that, Dak went. So you know what? They're e now there's a drop-off, and I'm not going to worry about it. I, it's because if I take a Brady or if I if I panic here and were to take like a Jalen Hurts, which I'm not going to take, or a Ryan Tannehill, there's no point. So I'm going to go looking. Uh, this guy last year was a super big help to me. I was super happy to have him. Uh, he uh, was a pleasant surprise. A rookie last year had a ton of touchdowns, uh, or a decent amount of touchdowns for a rookie, and he got targeted a ton. I think he'll be targeted a ton again this year with Joe Burrow taking a step up. I'm going to take T. Higgins. Uh, he's a sleeper. I think he's bound to burst, and I think he's going to be their wide receiver one moving forward. I know they just drafted a receiver as well, correct? Or did they draft? No, they drafted O-line, didn't they? Uh Cincinnati. Yeah, they drafted, well, they drafted Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Pick. Jamar Chase was the other. I'm a little worried about uh, Joe Burrow uh, throwing Jamar Chase, especially since they have the LSU connection. But T. Higgins looked really good last year, super quick, mm -hmm. super fast. I, I really like him, especially since he got targeted he so much. He's a big receiver, too. Yep. And I know everybody's calling. And, and on the flip side, I know everybody's calling for Jamar Chase's head, and they think he's going to be a bust, blah, 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 blah. I don't think he's going to be a bust. I think he's going to come into his own eventually. It might be slower than what everybody thinks, but I think he is going to prove himself better than some people think. Now, one thing I hate right now is my roster consists of four receivers and two running backs, and i got to even that out. 
because uh, you want to keep an even roster. Even if you don't love the running back as much as the receiver coming up, you can always find good receivers in free agency because you're bound to find one that might score a touchdown. So, <laughs> but it's but it's easier to but it's harder to find a running back in free agency that's going to be a lead back or at least the back on the goal line that can get you points. So I need to start looking at running backs, and I don't like a ton that I see. <laughs> a question: Who else is in Arizona's backfield? I thought he's sharing with someone, isn't he? Um, because well, Kenyon Drake left. Real low. That's the question. Like I don't remember who in the world is, else is with him. I gotta look it up again. Because Drake, yeah, Drake is out. Oh, James Conner is the team's lead rusher. That's oh, right. They signed James Conner in the okay. offseason. So right, that yeah. well, that definitely impacts some stuff there too. Oh, I should have took Kareem Hunt. That's what I should have done. Because even with uh, even with Nick Chubb. Uh, this year, splitting time with him, Nick Chubb still the more valuable running back, but Cream Hunt gets a ton of fantasy value. He's an easy flex play. I didn't even think about him with a second glance. All right, I might have to look at Chase Edmonds. I don't know, man. But yeah, going going back to Brady, I think Brady's just he is what he is. <laughs> I, I would rather have Ryan Tannehill, and I'm gonna put that on record, and we'll see if anybody. Uh, I agree with you. Like if. And, and, t- and I think some people will be upset with me for saying that, but wow. Someone just took the Bucks defense? <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> All right. Was it Brower? No, it wasn't. All right. I was going to say, whoever Team Brower is, they, they are confusing me. But that that's a really even more confusing pick. All right. I got a guy. I need to do someone with an off-bye week that I think can still score a lot of points and be a integral part in an offense. It's really hard. But I'm gonna roll with Miles Gaskin uh, out of Miami. He can because the I really wanted that pick. So I, I I think that's a really really solid pick. He can at least be a backup running back for me or a common flex play. Uh, you know, every I, once in a while. Because but Miami doesn't. You, we're betting a lot on Tua to perform, which is scary. But what's up, Chris? Chris I, Chris got a. Well, look I'm on the clock face. right now, and I think my next pick may be a little. Might be a little controversial, but we will see what you guys think right as I do it. That's exactly who I thought you were going to pick. Oh, really? No, I, to tight ends is a weird position. It like, is. You got to fill it sometimes. So, like, even if there's better players on the board, it's still a whole. It, you don't want to be thinking about who's going to be playing tight end all season because that's the hardest position to fill. <laughs> right. So, right. that's a good pick right it was, there. I remember, and I know I bring this up a lot, but last year when I did fantasy, I had George Kittle. Um, I picked him pretty early on in my draft last year, and it was great. Yep. Then he got a season-ending injury, or mm-hmm. almost season-ending injury, and then I had to drop him, and then my tight end was different each week, and it's just it was frustrating. <laughs> so it is a hard position to fill. I'm in a really difficult po- place right now with my seventh-round pick um, just because of the lack of running backs or the split backfields that are still around at this point. Um, I think right now I'm going to go – OBJ because there's two auto picks right after me and I don't want him to be off the board. I think that he's going to be a really good candidate as a flex play here. OBJ in the seventh round is not a bad pick. No. Not at all. You take him in the fourth round, it's a terrible pick. Or the six, even the yeah. sixth round, but the seventh round, that's the right range for him. And even though he's ranked lower than his teammate, I'm going to go down the board here and pick up Melvin Gordon. Over top of his uh, teammate Javante Williams, because he's from Wisconsin. Well, that's <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be lying if that didn't somewhat influence. But looking at his stats from last year, I didn't realize that he almost had a thousand yards rushing and nine no, touchdowns. That's a solid season, and that was already splitting a backfield mm-hmm. with um, uh, Patrick Lindsay. 
No, there were Philip Lindsay. There was a few years ago actually where I had the tenth pick, and my plan was, and I had the turn, so I was my plan was to take Melvin Gordon and Leonard Fournette, and I was going to be like my backfield, and that would have been so solid. But then I caved and took OBJ instead of Melvin Gordon, and I paid that price. So that's a good pick. Is that his injury season? Uh, yeah, OBJ got injured that season, and I was hurting at running back and my one number one receiver. It was a rough season, so but I won the toilet bowl. Can't can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> but You're the best of the losers. No, that's it. No, that's a good pick, actually. I mean, it's risky because it's a split backfield, and you don't know what who's going to take the majority of the carries. But you want the guy who's going to take the majority of carries at the goal line because you can get yards all the live long day, but. I'd rather have someone that scores one-yard touchdowns rather than get 50 yards in a game. <laughs> you know, get the guy that at least going to get one touchdown or something like that or get, like, ten touches, but you know he's going to get a touchdown a game. So, yeah, that's, I mean, I think Melvin Gordon's their goal line threat, so yeah. not a bad pick. No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy enough with that, and, yeah, I guess time will tell, but I'm happy with him as my backup running back. Now I'm going to talk here while Chris is – oh, Chris is picking, actually. So yeah, so I'm going to go with – who I think could be a very big sleeper this year. I'm going Jerry Judy. Oh, okay. He's an interesting I pick. think I would – so with um, Teddy Bridgewater being his quarterback instead of um, instead of Drew Locke, I think he could, t- he could go up. I mean, Bridgewater's not the biggest improvement over Drew Locke, but it's still an improvement. And Jerry Judy showed a lot of potential last year. And um, I think he could be someone that um, in his second season comes in and really shows what he's got. Yeah. And I think the only the only thing that would make me ever hesitate about that is um, the fact that Cortland Sutton is also there as a possible number one receiver there too. I think Jerry Judy and him will be a good combo if Bridgewater can get him the ball. Right. Um, it's sort of the same argument about Joe Burrow, and then we're talking about Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Who's going to be the number one out of those two? Time Who will knows? tell. Time will tell. But I do like that pick a lot, and um, at this point, like, there's only a couple other guys that I would have considered at that point mm-hmm. before him. Oh, that's a good breakout pick. I just uh, ended up taking my tight end finally in the eighth round, and I think I learned my lesson. You don't wait on tight end either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lance Thomas I just took with from Washington. He's still a very good tight end. Uh, he's going to be a tight end one, but I don't like Washington. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like their offense. Uh, their defense is obviously very solid, but I, I didn't even know Ryan Fitzpatrick was starting for them until 10 minutes ago. So <laughs> I, I'm not confident in that pick. So what I'm learning here, and for all you listening out there wait, uh, looking for your drafts, looking for advice on your drafts, don't wait on tight end. Wait on quarterback uh, because I'm sitting here without a quarterback right now going into round nine, and I still got Ryan Tannehill and Jalen Hurts and Matthew Stafford sitting out there. So uh, I'd say, but I would say don't wait on tight end because that is a – a dire position and especially when all the the top tight ends like there's a big drop off after guys like kelsey kittle and waller yep after those guys there's a big drop off take one of those three guys early because they are big producers and none no you'll never find a tight end that produces like those three guys no and they're gone like right away and mm-hmm. even if you don't get those three guys right there like there's a drop off but i feel like there's even another drop off like i just took lance thomas and there's guys up there like even tj hawkinson like you like you just took and i thought there was one more uh who's the uh ravens mark uh andrews. mark andrews there's mark andrews and there's tj hawkinson there's that group and then there's another drop off and then there's logan thomas so that's why i don't feel good about the logan thomas pick but thomas. Wait, is it Am I saying is it Lance Thomas? My bad. I'm Isn't sorry. Isn't that what it is? No, it's Logan. It's Logan, Logan Thomas. My bad. Yeah. I, what was, I don't know. That's you drink it. It's cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's why I don't feel good about the Logan Thomas pick. But I mean, I guess if there's one pick that you're gonna miss on, it's uh, tight end. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, we'll see what happens. On my next turn, I have to take quarterback because we're in round nine now. This is pretty late for me on uh, waiting for a, run, a quarterback. I usually go round seven-ish, round eight. But Do you want me to spite you and pick a backup quarterback before you pick him? <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. When do you start to look at picking a defense? Last four picks of a draft, typically, unless I'm really like, oh my gosh, these guys are going to be like a huge difference maker. Because if you think about it, a defense, with the exception of maybe one or two of them, which I'm not willing to put like a top eight pick on, um, they're going to have maybe two great weeks, and the rest of them are going to be what, five to ten points? And that's a solid defense average, mm-hmm. five mm-hmm. to ten points. Yeah, I just I just don't see the risk-reward there quite as much as, I don't know. And I agree. Uh, with... Um, with defenses, one thing I wouldn't do is I wouldn't overvalue defenses. Oh, it looks like I just auto-picked <laughs> on accident. <laughs> what did you get? Will Fuller. Oh, dude, I, I, I wanted him. Will Fuller's a guy that also stepped up for me last year, too, but I didn't want a Will Fuller in this round. I wanted a quarterback, so let's hope I get a quarterback on the turn. Uh, but Will Fuller's a guy that... I mean, he stepped up for me last year when Deshaun Watson was thrown to him. He was People saw him as a boomer bust guy, but he turned into their wide receiver one, which was awesome, especially when DeAndre Hopkins got traded. It was like, oh, my gosh, the volume he's getting is amazing. But I also don't like it as much unless Tua steps up this year, but I really need a quarterback now, and now we're going into round 10 without one. And I might get stuck with the quarterback that I don't want. <laughs> I'll take Fields. <laughs> Why not? In Fields, I trust. Or... uh I don't know. Or on the turn, I could take just J- Jalen Hurts, but he's a dual threat. He's a dual threat quarterback, but I don't trust Jalen Hurts. Do you guys trust Jalen Hurts no, this year? No. no, not at all. No. And if you look at his receivers, who's his number one receiver? I think Devontae Smith is his number one receiver. I think you're right. Probably. And it's an unproven receiver at best. Like he, he had a. And, and if you look at it, they made him the starter over Wentz partway through the season, and he performed really poorly, like really mediocre, like. It was just, it wasn't anything impressive. Now, if I'm insulting people out in Philly, well, I probably aren't listening to this. But if you are, sorry, not sorry, I don't really agree with what you feel about Jalen Hurts. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, this is going to be an interesting pick here. Um, he was injured most of last year. I'm considering him at least. Um, and he is, um, and he is uh, opposite of Marvin Jones, but I'm looking really hard at DJ Chark. Two years ago, Chark came onto the board of, out of nowhere. And at this point, I'm looking at a bunch of unproven, young, or injured receivers. With the exception of Jarvis Landry, and I already have OBJ. I'm not a fan of DJ Chark. I'll be I, honest. Fa- Fantasy-wise. As, said, as I said, he's one of the guys I'm considering. The other guy I'm really looking at is Tyler Boyd. Mm-hmm. DJ, DJ Chark I'm not a fan of because he's got... Yes, the number one overall pick, but a rookie, a rookie quarterback thrown to him. Right. He's got uh, what's his name? Marvin Jones. No, Chenault, yeah, Chenault, Chenault yeah. Marvin Jones, and DJ Chark. So they're splitting between the three. That's why I've kind of stayed away from him, at least in my mocks. This is my first uh, fantasy draft for yeah. the season. Uh, but yeah, Chark. That that's just my only uh, pushback on that. I'm not a Chark no. guy. And the guy I was gonna get to was uh, Robbie Anderson. Was the other guy I was looking at that's a, as a backup guy, and that's what I ended up picking was Robbie Anderson. Whether Ty dissuaded me or not, who knows? <laughs> um, but there, Robbie Anderson is the number two option. But depending on situation, could be easily be the number one option, especially deep. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't believe in Sam Darn. I don't But do either. I believe in Robbie Anderson being able to get receptions, especially since he's had many other bad quarterbacks situations too, like last year and the year before with Sam Darnold. Like, he's done it before. He can do it again. And anyways, this is like my third or fourth receiver, so it's not my fourth receiver, and I'm not super stressed about it. And the reason I didn't pick uh, Tyler Boyd is because for the exact same reasons. We were talking about T. Higgins and um, Jamar Chase, and I had completely forgotten about Tyler Boyd, and and he's the one who's proven himself the most. That's just sort of the receiving core that they have now with Joe Burrow. So you, you never know what you're going to get with those guys. Um, I am in, up, up again with a pick. This is where things are getting a little bit interesting for me. Um, I kind of want to just chuck a deep one here. Um, I'm going to go with a guy who completely unproven. I have no real reason to pick him um, aside from the fact that I kind of – it's kind of a funny last name, but Jalen Waddle, I'm going to pick him. <laughs> um, he could be the second receiver. He could be the third receiver. He could be the number one receiver by the end of the season for all we know. But looking at the rest of those guys, I'm saying, okay, Henry Ruggs. He didn't do anything last year, and he's probably the second or third receiving option behind Darren Waller and probably depending Nelson Aguilar if he's still around. Mm-hmm. Correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but then I also look at like guys like Antonio Brown. No way. I don't think he's going to have a good statistical season. Marquise Brown, been there, done that, don't want to do it again. <laughs> um, and then you have all the Jacksonville receivers here at this point. So it's a tough, it's a, it's a really tough choice at this point in the draft. Um, I don't envy you guys who are coming up next either because, I mean, well, I mean, we I'm all not know. spending good light on it. So. We all know I'm going quarterback. Because <laughs> <laughs> I still got to take my start at quarterback. I actually put him on the queue just in case I auto-pick again. But, uh, you know, at this point in the draft, in the 10th, 11th round, is really actually where leagues are won, if you think about it. That's when you really got to dig deep into the research and see, okay, is this a guy that can actually possibly blow up that no one else is looking at? And at the time, that pick might be, oh, my gosh, why the heck did you pick that guy? But in the end, and at the end of the day, it might be a good pick. Like, for example, I had a buddy, Brett. Now, Brett actually picked Patrick Mahomes in, like, the 15th round of our draft when he was coming off his rookie year. He had not started a game yet, and we're like, oh, what a terrible pick. Like, Pat Mahomes, like, what are you doing as your backup quarterback? And he ended up being the number one quarterback in fantasy. Now, no one really saw that coming, but it was a great pick. So take your swing, take your deep ball, I'd say, at the last few rounds of the draft. Just see what happens, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, and I mean, I don't think that Waddle's going to be quite that level, but, I mean, at this point, with a bunch of other receivers in front of him, you almost have to think about those type of picks. Yep. All right, Pig. Uh, Chris, I really like that pick, actually. I wonder why. The only reason I didn't pick him, though, is because I already had um, Jones. Yeah. And, but you picked A.J. Dillon. Go through a little bit of the logic. My logic behind that was pretty much uh, I only had two running backs. Somewhere. I kind of want Sorry, to guys, we got interrupted there, but – just to kind of go through the logic of the A.J. Dillon pick, and I w- what I would have done with you, Andrew, possibly, not to critique, mm-hmm. and th- this is something that I messed up with in the past and it came back to bite me. You take the backup running back of your team as kind of insurance, and that's something I, I'm actually trying to look at too, uh, especially with my next few picks. Um, but first things first, got to look for a boomer. <laughs> I need a booming pick. But what's your guys' thought on that? Do you draft the backup running back of your current running back just like in the later rounds just for the heck of it, just in case that running back gets hurt and you don't have to go scrounging for another RB1 because that guy automatically gets that production that your guy would have gotten? Yeah, no, I think I think there's definitely something to be said there. 
that's not high on my priority list. That's an interesting uh, strategy to take, and that's definitely one that I probably might start considering in future drafts. Um, but um, it has never been one of my priorities um, thus far, at least. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting. Yeah, it's 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 a strategy that I was not mm-hmm. common with back when I started uh, fantasy football, but it's one I've become more adept to, especially after my first few years because I was my injured and they I just always took the backup uh, of that now just to kind of learn my lesson now a pick I just made right there um, was Philip Lindsay this is a guy is an interesting pick he's his only competition on the backfield is a 29 year old or 30 year old David Johnson and Mark Ingram and Mark, in- Mark Ingram's there glad I did my research Mark Ingram's there but I still think Philip Lindsay can end up being the number one back in that field possibly towards the end especially if a David Johnson or one of those guys were to get an injury because they are older running backs so oh it looks like we just what's up no I almost accidentally picked uh, a kicker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to kick a pick a kicker kick just a yet kick a picker kick a picker um let's see now this is where it's basically sort of a toss-up um, I'm honestly thinking backup tight end. Um, did you pick? I just took Tanyan. No, I did not. Okay. But Tanyan is already taken. I know. I saw that. I, I was, wanted Tanyan. I was thinking about doing I was Tanyan. Too. That, that, I was thinking about that the round that I picked AJ Dillon. I thought about taking yeah. Robert Tanyan. So now I'm basically sort of a toss up here. I'm. This is where I'm going to sort of eat my words and probably go something defensive or kicker based just because I want to make sure I lock up a solid guy there. I'm probably not going to pick both in this round, that being said. Um, And my team right now looks like it might need a little bit more of a bench here. So, taking a brief look. We'll go with... um, Oh, this could be an interesting one. He's at 15 seconds. I'm going to go with... uh, Michael Pittman Jr. actually. All right. So Andrew's back on the clock. We get interrupted every time I pick. So again, so I apologize for that. <laughs> but um, the Michael Pittman Jr. pick was a great pick. That is like he was on my queue. So screw you. But um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I agree, especially with Hilton out. I think that he's going to take up more load or more of that workload. Uh, if Carson Wentz can come back even sooner, that'd be great because I don't know who's throwing to him besides that. <laughs> That's the only worry I have about Pitt- Pittman. But other than that, I mean, he's a good pick. You can't deny that. So I'm, I'm feeling good about my team, to be honest with you, even with my one auto draft because Will Fuller was a great auto draft. <laughs> So I didn't even get to give my thoughts on I I don't take a backup tight end. That's not usually my go-to. I just That's something I just kind of sacrifice one week, and I'm just like, you know what, I'll just take a random tight end and hope he catches a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because that's, that's just like a one-week thing that you have to worry about. But if you take too many guys with the same bye week, that's something I try. I, I worry about a little bit. So, but I, that people say I shouldn't worry about, but I do, because that because people say, oh, just sacrifice a week, like week seven, you have a lot of buys, whatever. Then just sacrifice that week as a loss. But I, if you have a lot with the same bye week, then you're gonna lose pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't. Know. Did you take a backup tight end yet, too, or no? I did. All right, who'd you get? I took Mike Gesicki. You know, which is a great pick. He's he could be tight end one for a bunch of other teams too. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And who should take up as your backup tight end? I didn't take You haven't taken one yet? I actually went with... You were looking at Tunyon, and then he got picked. I was looking at Tunyon, and I disappeared. Um, I haven't picked again since... uh, Oh, I picked a kicker. 
uh, Sanders for Miami. Um, kicks a lot of field goals. He was the number one scoring kicker last year. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to get a, a good kicker, so I got uh, Sanders from the um, Miami. I figured I'm like, you know what? I'm either going to go defense or kicker, at least with one of these picks, just to lock up one of the top guys, and that's who I ended up getting. So, so I just picked Antonio Brown in the 12th round, and I feel very good about that pick. Um, not that, just, not just because he's Antonio Brown, because he's not what he was. Uh, he's still obviously, he's still, but he's still a very good receiver. He's wide receiver three on that team, uh, but in the 12th round. Excuse me. In the 12th round, you got to go for value. Um, and Antonio Brown, I mean, he's still going to get a lot of targets. And if one of those receivers goes down, he's going to get a lot of volume, especially since he's Antonio Brown. So I I like him in the 12th round there. But I need to start looking at defense now, especially going into the 13th round. If I can get one of those top defenses that are left, preferably, actually, I prefer the Rams. And I shouldn't have said that. Because someone's in front of me right now. <laughs> no, I don't think so, actually. No? You guys no. aren't in front of me? Mm-hmm. Okay. No. So, if you guys aren't in front of me, that's good. But I like the Rams defense. Yeah, we're the number one scoring defense last year. Especially so. since they played the Bears in the first game. So, <laughs> yeah. they're going to win. Rams will win 24-3 that game. Oh, I- yeah, the Rams, The Rams, especially since they play the Bears, I think is uh, my main reason. You know, I'm just going to let them uh, pick that. I got them on my queue. I think it'll auto-pick for me. But yeah. Okay, there we go. Oh, Rams are there on the board for me still. So, welcome Aaron Donald to my team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, my next pick. Oh, uh, well, I'm not gonna say it because <laughs> you guys are in front of me. Yeah, we both have two picks in front of you. Yeah, so I'm not even gonna look. Hopefully, guys. What are you guys thinking now? Um, I'm thinking I have to right round out the team that I got. That's um, what I would do too. <laughs> and I think I have to um, I think I have to look at a backup QB or at I'm, least consider it not not be stressed about it but consider it yeah I'm looking at a, a kicker right now smart 13th round that's about the right time to do it you in the 14th round so I went a little bit early on mine but oh no that's still not I I, I draft with a guy that takes defenses in the eighth round and then the kicker in the next round in the ninth. So, like, because he gets the best kicker and best defense every time, which is hard to argue, but at the same time, you can always look for a new defense. (laughs) Oh, definitely. (laughs) You know. Okay, well, they made that pick really easy for me, Uh, Jarvis Landry. I was considering picking him up as a deep bench player for buy or injury. Um, But looking at who's left... um, couple guys on my queue right now that I'm looking at. Uh, one is a defense, one is a backup QB, and one is another bench player. Mm-hmm. All of those, I have two picks before any of you guys do, so I'm not too concerned about that. Us stealing you. I am going to pick this guy first, though, just because of the positional need. Um, I'm going to pick James Conner um, as my fourth running back. If he breaks out ahead of Edmonds, awesome. And if he doesn't, it was just a 13th round pick, and I'm not too broken up about it. At this point now, I'm going to draft the Colts defense. Looking at the teams that they are playing, they are playing the Texans twice. Smart. Really bad team. They're playing an unproven Jacksonville team. Basically across the board, receiver, running back, and quarterback. And they're playing, um, who else is even in that division? Bills. Are they? Uh, no, the Titans. The Titans, Titans are a very good bad. team. Titans, yeah. Titans are a very good team. 
play him twice, but I'm looking at those other four games and I'm like, and right. you can always bench that defense uh, if you if, if I you're really about, really wanted, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, with my next pick after this guy's done picking here, um, I was really worried when you said backup quarterback because I got my backup quarterback in my queue right here. I if it's mine, I'm gonna be a little bit frustrated, but I'm not gonna regret the Colts pick. But who is it? Um, I'm looking at Baker Mayfield. That was who I was looking at. Yeah. That's who I thought you were looking at. That's yeah, why I wanted no. to put him, drop him next. He, and 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 this far down in the draft, like he's a very good backup quarterback. I agree. Um, I, I don't know why he's rated so low. Yeah. Because he's below Hurts. I think Tua is way too high, but Hurts is way way too high. He's he's 20 picks ahead of even Tua. That's how much people are overrating him. I thought about Trevor Lawrence a little bit couple reasons I didn't pick him. One, he's got the same bye week as my QB1, um, Justin Herbert. And two, he's just too unproven. Baker Mayfield's proven he's at least a reliable quarterback. So I'm going to take Baker. Good good second round. Good second quarterback. I really like that. Um, and definitely would have picked him if he had stuck around. All right. So my next pick, I mean, we're in the 14th round. I need a kicker. So I need to start looking at these. You guys have kickers yet? Yeah. I do. Yeah. So explain a little bit about what you're just like. Who? Just tell us who you're gonna pick. We we, we aren't <laughs> gonna be picking before you, but just. Well, us. what's hard is I really want a good offense that can get up and down the field, but at the same time, this guy was so good for me last year, and he barely missed a kick. Is uh, the Falcons kicker uh, Young Hoku? <laughs> yeah, you know Young Haku. Young Hay. Thank you. I'm very bad at pronunciations, but. Um, yeah, he was so good for me last year. He ended up being like the best, I think, best kicker, top three kicker uh, in yeah. fantasy. So, and he was like a free agent pickup after Brett dropped him. So, uh, I, I remember last year someone dropped him, and I picked him up because I was struggling at kicker, and he had kind of gone on a downslope towards the end of the season, and he kind of struggled for me. Yeah, but he was the, one of the top kickers for a while in fantasy last year. I'm yeah, I wonder. But I'm also looking at Gano, but he's on the Giants. I mean, the Giants are going to kick a lot of field goals if they can make it downfield because they're not going to be in the red zone or scoring touchdowns. I'm going to go Koo, just out of loyalty's sake. Not, there, there's no wrong pick picking him there. It's like, You're right, exactly. Yeah. that late, dropping a kicker, a kicker that was... That's at least proven himself once. Now, these yeah. last few rounds is when we really got to look into it and take a big swing, right? So are you guys looking at anybody? Who's next up? Who's next pick? Um... I believe it's Chris. You actually. Oh You're me. Next. Oh, so I gotta talk. So all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you gotta look for big swings here. Uh, the fact that Jalen Hurts is still there. I mean, I know he's overrated, but he's still a dual threat quarterback. And if I can get him in the fifteenth round, I'm pretty happy as my backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially since who knows, maybe he'll blow up. I don't think so. But I don't know. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, another one I was looking at. I mean, where was he? Give me a second. Obviously, I'm a Bears fan, so I love Darnell Mooney. And he had a good year for a rookie last year. But now it's like the prove-it year. It's like, okay, he had a good year, but it was compared to as like a rookie, you know. Now it's like, can he actually be a wide receiver number two? I'm uncertain of that because Robinson will get the majority of the load. I think I'm going to roll with – ooh, this is hard. Well, I'm only a few picks away, so the decision might be made for me in a sec. <laughs> Another one you could always look at. It doesn't hurt to take the number one overall uh, pick from last year's uh, or this past uh, NFL draft, right? So Trevor Lawrence, but he hasn't looked. What do you guys think? Trevor Lawrence looked good in the preseason. I think he hasn't looked he that fine. great. 
Yeah, I mean, um, not the generational talent I quite thought no. he was. And his, but his last his last preseason game, they talked about how he went eleven for twelve, I think, for like hundred and fifty yards and one or two touchdowns. Yep. Which is the most you can ask for from a young quarterback. He's got a solid receiving core. That's Will true. his line hold up enough? Who knows? He is running for his life out there. <laughs> Bur- but Burrow surprised us last year. That's true. And Herbert really surprised us last year. So I don't think that Lawrence would be an awful pick either. No, that's true. Especially compared to a Hertz who has the same situation. Just Now, I'm not going to take him, ahead. but, oh, my goodness. the Hold on. i got to find him on the board real quick. Zach Wilson has looked pretty good <laughs> in the yeah. preseason. I will not take the Jets quarterback until he proves it because <laughs> yeah. I feel weird taking a Jets quarterback, but... Yeah, I like I, I like him uh, as a possible free agent pickup this year if you're looking for a quarterback and maybe he's playing a bad team. <laughs> I don't know. So, we're good. I'm just going to start talking because Chris is up and Ty's up before me. So, as soon as Ty is done picking his guy, then I'll start talking because I know I have a hunch that Chris probably isn't looking where I'm looking just because you picked Baker already as your backup and you don't need a third quarterback. Right. So you're looking quarterback. Yes, I am looking quarterback as my backup here. Sort of the same. Um, so after Ty's done picking. As soon as he's done, then I will say the guy or two that I'm looking at. Give me a second. Okay, so both my guys are still there. Uh, Mooney and uh, I believe Hertz is still there. So I'm very tempted to take Hertz. But Mooney, he's got boom potential. Especially if he makes a special connection with Justin Fields. So... I'm going to go Mooney. All right. He's a very interesting pick. He's sort of like, I feel like, I feel like he's the Tariq Cohen of receivers. That's fair. Um, super tiny. Could work really well in certain offenses, but people outside of the Bears don't believe in him. Oh, true. For, for whether that's right or not. I like him um, in the 15th round. No, I think that's, that's a good. Hey, it's a fair pick. That's my swing. Big home run swing pick. What do you Marvin use? Jones is a pick Chris just picked. Um, I like that pick overall. The one or two receiver uh, for t- Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking is like if they can, the two of them can form a connection. I thought about Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. You got Josh Allen thrown to him. That's true. And he's, oh, he's it seems like every year he has a, a week or two where he goes off. But, yeah, I think I feel like uh, Marvin Jones' upside was. Marvin Jones is the best more. receiver on that team. That's just I, I actually think so. Over Chenault and DJ Chark. Yeah, Marvin Jones. Is, that was a good pickup by the Jags. And a good pickup by Chris. <laughs> I know my, my backup quarterback, I just got selected. You like that? Kirk Cousins. I think him sitting down there as a backup quarterback, he could really help me out um, if Wilson ever gets hurt or on his bye week with two exceptional receivers and a really good running back. I, go, I don't see why anybody let him drop that far except for the fact that he doesn't have the glamour that everybody else does. Um, with my last pick, I'm going to take uh, Miko uh, Hardman. Um, something that was pointed out to me here, um, just in reading about him a little bit, um, uh, Watkins is gone. Yep. He took Team 1 reps hmm. um, ahead of Robinson, which means that he could be on the same field as Tyreek Hill and uh, Travis Kelsey. Hmm. If... if he could be a stream starter, or he could be a really big surprise uh, breakout candidate. I'm not saying that he's going to be great. I'm not expecting to be. He was my last pick of the draft. But as far as last pick of the draft go, that's the type of guy I'm looking for, is a guy on a really good team with that type of potential. Like an MVS, even, would be a guy that I would consider at the back end of a draft. 
That's that's and fair. that might be advice for some of you guys. Going yeah, up there. good good to know. I uh, I'm sitting here at the 16th or my last pick in the draft, and Jalen Hurst is still sitting there. Like that's super hard to just turn down, especially I know ESPN's still a little too high on him, but in the last round, I I'll take that as my home run swing pick and. Maybe he can overtake Ryan Tannehill as my starting quarterback, uh, especially since he's dual threat. But like you said, he doesn't have the weapons. He doesn't have. He's got the line that to go with it, but he doesn't have the weapons. He's got the running back. I don't know. It's he's a swing and a miss or a swing and a home run. So let's go Jalen Hurts to finish it off. All right. So and with that, we finished up our entire draft. So let's just read through our teams real quick while we're finishing up here, and uh, then we'll we'll sign out for now. So. Uh, Chris, you want to give us your team top to bottom real quick? Yeah, so I'll go through uh, here. So my quarterback here, I got Justin Herbert. Uh, I got Jonathan Taylor as my run- first running back. Chris Carson, Devonta Adams, Terry McLaurin, TJ Hawkinson. I got um, Robert Woods. And then I got Washington's defense. And I got uh, Jason Myers as my kicker to round out my starting lineup. And then on my bench, I got uh, Jerry Judy, Brandon Cooks, A.J. Dillon, Mike Kosicki, Baker Mayfield, Marvin Jones, and Cole Beasley. Awesome. Yeah, that's a, that's fair. It's a pretty it's, it's a solid team. I mean, in a ten team draft, I think uh, you're gonna yeah. have you're gonna have a lot of players that you're like, okay, I I could I want them on my team, and then other guys you're like, eh, maybe yeah. could be something. That's Overall, what you hope for. I was for. pretty happy. Yeah. I yeah, and I really like Who the Judy. You, I like the Judy pick for him. I was gonna say, what is your favorite pick out of this? Ty said that he likes the Judy pick for value at least, and when you got him the most. What do you think is your best value pick that you got? Um, I would probably say Judy as well. Another one I would say um, is Baker Mayfield at a ba- as backup quarterback. As late as I had gotten him, was yeah. another good value pick. Um, those are the top two that I would I would say. Um, I feel like, like we said before, I think Jerry Judy has a chance to break out a little bit this year because he showed some potential last year. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes, but I like I like that as my... Uh, yeah, that's a good steal. That, yeah. that is a good... I, I agree. I agree. All right, I'm going to read off mine here. So at quarterback, I got Ryan Tannehill in the 10th round. I wanted him in the 9th, so I guess it's a good thing that it all picked for me. Uh, I got Zeke, James Robinson, DK Metcalf, uh, Allen Robinson... Uh, Logan Thomas, Amari Cooper, Rams defense, uh, Atlanta kicker, T. Higgins, Miles Gaskin, Will Fuller, uh, who's suspended. I did not read his notes. <laughs> I'll look into that later. Philip Lindsay, Antonio Brown, Darnell Mooney, and Jalen Hurts with my final pick. Um, overall, I'm very satisfied. Like I said, with that that five through ten range, it's very hard. I you can pick any of them anywhere, and I I don't feel good about it. So Zeke, I don't feel great about uh, as my RB one. My favorite my favorite pick that I've taken out of that, I would say, I mean, might be a little controversial, but I like James Robinson with my third round RB two because he he could turn he could turn some borderline RB one potential potential since they're going to lean on him heavy uh, in that Jags defense. And the only guy that I think that I would say for value um, is Miles Gaskin. Mm. That's guy I really wanted, and looking at his, he he is the number one running back for the Miami team. Yeah. Who else is on that team? I can't come up with any names. So I think oh. Miles Gaskin could really prove. Yourself I don't know. Is Frank Gore still alive? I, <laughs> yeah, I gotta check. <laughs> so who really knows? All right, and my team, real quick. Uh, I have Russell Wilson, Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Travis Kelsey, Odell Beckham Jr., Colts defense, the Miami kicker, Melvin Gordon. Robbie Anderson, 
Jalen Waddell, Michael Pittman Jr., James Conner, Kirk Cousins, and Nicole Hardman. Uh, my favorite value pick. Um, in relation to probably where I got him was Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Um, a top five receiver, I think, last year. Um, getting him in the either the very end of the third or very beginning of the fourth, I think that's a really good value pick for me. Yeah, I mean, my favorite pick of yours was Michael Pittman. I love that pick, especially after you made the point that Hilton's gone down now and Hilton's not a part of that. He immediately becomes the number one receiver. If Wentz can come back on the timeline uh, that, that, that he currently has, he might be ready for uh, week one. I mean, Michael Pittman might be instantly ready for, to at least be slotted into that flex, even even over OBJ, possibly. And he might give you some wide receiver two production. Um, what do you think, Chris? What's your favorite pick out of Andrews? Oh, let me take a look here. I like the Cooper Cup pick. I think that's a good one. I think he's one that... He's, he's just a very, very solid receiver, in my opinion. Um, yeah. He's got Matthew Stafford throwing him to him now. Um, he's someone I had thought about taking earlier uh, before Andrew had taken him. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably my favorite value pick yeah. for him. And he's going to be in his starting lineup, it looks like, at least for week one. So Yeah, overall, it was it was a good draft, good time. I'm excited to see how our teams turn out. Overall, it was a good draft. And I it'll be interesting to see how our teams turn out uh, by the end of the season. We'll keep you guys updated on our records because I know you care about it so much. Uh, stick stick around for some segments too uh, in the upcoming weeks as the NFL starts. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm down to pick some games, uh, pick yeah. a few games for, from week for one, sure. and uh, weekly we'll try to do that. And we'll try to give you guys prediction, keep overall records, and see who has the best record uh, with our NFL picks. So with that, I mean, let's conclude it up there. Uh, thank you guys for joining us, uh, Fan Stake Podcast. It was a good time. Uh, thanks for listening in our fantasy draft. Uh, please DM us on Twitter, follow us on Twitter. Uh, if you have any topic ideas you'd like to hear from us um, or any fantasy advice, because uh, we're so good at it, <laughs> feel, free to, feel free to DM us and let us know. So have a good day, guys.